0: Kimberly Lee here with Crowned in His Glory. So very thankful that you have actually tuned in today to Crowned in His Glory podcast. All I can say is welcome, welcome, welcome. And um, I'm so honored that you would come and and sit down with me and Holy Spirit today in this conversation. You know, um, this podcast is all about um, reminding women just who they really are, that they are full of value, that they are so um, found in Christ with their identity and they walk in the God given purpose that he created them for. So ladies, just know today you're a VIP. Yes, you are. You have value. Your identity is firmly planted in Jesus Christ. You were seated with him in heavenly places in that identity and know that God created you. He formed and fashioned you even in your mother's womb. Come on. Come on. You were formed and fashioned in your mother's womb, but he knew you before that, but you were formed and fashioned in your mother's womb. And guess what? That was for purpose. Don't ever ladies, let anyone tell you that you don't have purpose. Cause believe me, you do. Let me tell you, you do. I'm here today to encourage you and to speak over you. You have purpose. Don't let the lie of the enemy ever tell you that you don't. And don't let the enemy ever tell you, you have no value. Because I'm here today to tell you and to push back against the lie of the enemy and any words that may have been spoken against you that would tell you that you are not valuable and that you do not have purpose because you are valuable and you have great purpose. And you know, ladies, if you've listened to any of these podcasts in the past, You've heard this before and it's worth saying every single time I I do one of these podcasts. Let me tell you, ladies, that you have a thumbprint and that thumbprint, you know, God spoke to me and I began to release this over 10 years ago. You have a thumbprint and no one else, not even identical twins have the same thumbprint. Thumbprint. So you have a thumbprint that nobody else can fulfill. So don't ever get in competition with someone else. Don't ever look at someone else and say, oh, they have this or they have that, or I wish I had this or I wish I had that. No, just know that God's given you your own thumbprint and you walk in that thumbprint. You know your value. You know that God Himself through Jesus Christ has seated you. Back in a place, in a position in Christ, in everything that you are comes from that seat. Peace comes from that seat. Grace comes from that seat. Authority comes from that seat. Agape love comes from that seat. And if you're seated in that place and you're unmovable, unshakable, nobody can get you off that seat. No matter how much they try. No matter how much they want to say, you're not worthy of sitting in that seat, you answer that back and say, no, I have the very value of heaven. I have my own thumbprint and he created me. He formed and fashioned me even before I was even in my mother's womb. And I will fulfill the very purpose I was put on this planet to fulfill. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And yes, I'm encouraging you today, ladies. I want you to know you were and are fearfully and wonderfully made and your soul knows it right well. Let me just say that again. Ladies, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And your soul, that's your mind, your will, your emotions, know it right well. That means you walk in freedom, you walk liberated, you walk free from guilt and shame and condemnation and inferiority and and lack and 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 competition and you know what some of you may say well you're saying competition well i'm not just talking about competition with with somebody you know maybe it's just that there is something that you know, you've heard, you've heard, you've heard, you've heard. And unfortunately, we as women have heard for decades, the last couple especially, how, you know, we have to rise up and we have to be in, you know, um, we have to do this job or we have to do that job or we we can't do this or we have to do this or we should do this and we shouldn't do this. Well, let me tell you, ladies, don't be in competition, not with any male or not with any female. I'm just going to let that sit there for a second because you're not in competition with your husband. You're not in competition with a boss. You're not in competition with um, anyone else that, that would be a male in your life. You're not in competition with them. You are actually a God given resource of completion, and I'm specifically talking now to spouses, husbands and wives. Don't be in competition with your husband. Work in partnership and complete each other. Don't compete with one another. And as you complete one another, as you see one another come together and you start working together, 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 together in covenant partnership, and that will take Wisdom that we talked about last week, that will take um, humility. That will take surrender. That will take dying to yourself, not insisting on your own way. Love bears up. That will take bearing up under anything and everything. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes its way. So there's a lot that I'm just, unpacking in that just statement when I say that, but I'm telling you, ladies, don't get into competition with, with a sister. Don't get in competition with a coworker. Don't, don't, don't get in competition. Just allow the Holy Spirit to be who you are. Now you, in that, don't be rude because love is not rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. So don't get all arrogant and say, well, I'm just going to be who I am. No, be who you are in great humility and great, great, great meekness, great love, great compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion. What would happen if we all would have a heart of compassion would our actions, would our would our lives, would the way that we engage with one another look differently? You know, I talked about this um, before, and, and we've talked about it even in our family mission podcast. Um, but as a mother, as a young mother, um, of course, Samuel and Daniel are five years apart, and so that in itself kind of made a little bit of a, um, uh, you know, they were just kind of at two different levels. I mean, a five-year-old and an infant, you know. Um, so if your kids are a little bit apart, you'll understand what I'm saying. But but the Lord had us very, very early um, just because because this was our quest even in our home between Mark and I, um, and even with Samuel, when Samuel was by himself the first five years, um, he could not divide his dad and I. He couldn't come to dad and say, you know, can I do this when he had been to me and I said no or vice versa. And Mark and I got really, really smart with this. We would immediately, when he would come to us, we would immediately say, Samuel, have you asked your mom about that? What did she say? Samuel, have you asked your dad about that? What did he say? And that kind of eliminated a whole lot because then he had to tell us what the other one had said. So we couldn't be divided. So we really worked hard to keep an atmosphere of mom and dad can't be divided. We won't be divided and we can't be divided. Don't, don't try to, um, work against us and divide us. And so then when Daniel came into the picture and I'm telling this because I really believe that it's, it's for someone, um, when, when Sam, uh, Daniel came into the picture, it was, um, something that, you know, Sam was older and, and, and it really kind of was, was good because as Daniel was um young Samuel you know he he's got such a um caring heart and a shepherding heart that um I mean he loved he still loves kids but he loved his brother and he would protect his brother well once Daniel kind of got a little older like four five six years old well of course then Samuel was 10 11 12 um Things kind of the dynamic kind of began to shift a little bit because, you know, there was um, there there was a little bit of Sam didn't want to be childish anymore. And Daniel wanted to be still loved by his brother and go everywhere. His brother did. So um, there was just a quick season of, you know, I don't know, couple couple of weeks or a month or so um, that, you know, Sam would kind of get frustrated with Daniel and Daniel would get frustrated with Sam in regards to some of that. And, and we had a rule and they both knew it. And that rule was even to get a little three, four year old to understand. They understand more than you think that they understand, but we never talked to them like babies. We always talk to them like they were speaking spirits. And so, um, with that, it's like, okay, I'm speaking to your spirit. this is this is the this is the um moral of why I'm giving you this instruction, and you know, are you gonna take it? Or are you gonna leave it? And so we we just said, there is no, no zero, zero, bickering back and forth. there is no um, there's no fighting. you and if we hear, Lips that are not sweet, both of you, and not one of you. Both of you are going to come into um, some understanding and correction. And we did not allow fighting, didn't strife, division. I we snuffed it out. And I was at home with them during this season. And let me tell you, I did not allow. I mean, if it, if it even, uh, if it occurred, it was very quickly snuffed out. And by that, it was sit, think about what you did. What does the Bible say about what you did? How are we going to walk free from this? What are we going to do to make this Right. And how is how is strife gonna be out and out? I mean like out because that strife and and um, bickering um a lot of times spiritually is rooted in competition. Someone is trying to compete for being right. And so we took it a step further in that, and we said, what does God say about this? What does the Word of God talk about quarreling? What does it talk about um, how we were are to love, h- how we are to walk? Um, and so I'm not saying that we were perfect in this because, you know, occasionally there would be something that would pop up, but as soon as it would pop up, Not only in Mark and I, but in the guys, we were quickly snuffing it out because God showed us that when we complete one another, everyone has a voice. And when we complete, we work together under one purpose. And what is that purpose? It's his purpose. It's his plan. It's his way of doing and being right. It's not ours because what does love do? If love insists on its own way, is that love? No, no. And no, love does not insist on its own way. And in fact, let me go there. I I was going to go, well, let me just start here and then we'll go there. Um, Proverbs 11, this is in the passion translation to set high standards for uh, someone else and then not live up to them yourself is something that God truly hates. Oh, does he? I guess he does, but it pleases him when we apply the right standing of measurement, when you act With presumption, convinced that you're right. Don't be surprised if you fall flat on your face. Help us, Jesus. But walking in humility helps you to make wise decisions. Integrity will lead you to success and happiness. But treachery will destroy your dreams. When judgment days come, and it will all the wealth of the world won't help you one bit. So you better be rich in righteousness for that's the only thing that can save you in death. Those with good character walk on a smooth path, path with don't no detour or devastation, but the wicked keeps falling because of their own wickedness integrity will keep a good man from falling. But the unbeliever is trapped, held captive to his sinful desires. When all evil men dies, all hope is lost. For his misplaced confidence goes in the coffin and gets burned along with him. Lovers of God, here we go, are snatched away from trouble. And the wicked show up in their place. The teachings of hypocrites can destroy you, but the revelation knowledge will rescue the righteous. Now I want to just let you know that when we when we look at that, um, I also want to just look at at this because when we're dealing with something, We Listen to last week's podcast, if you can, um, because wisdom doesn't just look at the natural fleshly. It always looks at the spirit because the spirit is the actual um, root to everything. So we can't just always look in and even in that example with with our home, we weren't always dealing with with the natural, we always looked at what is the spirit behind this? Is this God or is this the enemy? Is this, um, the kingdom way of doing and being right? Or is this the world's way of doing and being right? And if you can come to a place where you can divide that and see that in a, in a way that is un, um, uncompromising. And I mean, you see it clearly. You look at things so differently. And ladies, I just, I just want us to today just to be reminded and, and allow the Holy Spirit to show us things. Are we dealing with a situation in our life, in our family, with our husband, with our kids, with you know, a boss, um, a coworker, maybe, um, maybe a family member. Are we dealing with that just in the earthly, fleshly, natural realm? Or are we yielding to the spirit, the kingdom, and looking with the empowerment, the gasoline, like we talked about last week, with the gasoline that's going to fuel us, that's leading us, our 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 car, uh, our journey of life, are are we are we looking to the empowerment, the gasoline of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into how we deal with this earthly realm from the foundation of the spiritual realm? Hello, I hope. I made sense with that Um, because I really believe that sometimes we we deal and deal and deal and deal and deal and deal deal in the natural when it's really just a result of a spiritual root. And I am not one. That I think we go and look under every, you know, nook and cranny for things you better know that if you're going to deal with with things that you have the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost to deal with them. Because otherwise you're just dealing with it again in the fleshly realm and it ain't it's fruit it's fruitless. But if you deal with something in the spirit by the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit, there will be lasting fruit and change. There will be. And you may be saying, well, I've dealt with something over and over. And I think I've I've dealt with it till I can't deal with it anymore. Well, did you do it in your own strength? Or did you did you do it empowered by the spirit? And maybe you're saying, but Kim, how 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 does how does how does that work? What do you mean? You know, in your own um, in my own strength. Well, here's here's one thing. That if you are dealing with something in the natural, that means you're, it's a fleshly response. Even if you're taking, um, a spiritual concept and putting it into a fleshly response. But if you get into the spirit and you are seeing and knowing things From the spirit perspective, and I'm going to tell you two ways to know. Um, And this is just, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just two ways. One, is it from a place of humility and compassion? And is it from a place of love? Those are two ways. That you will know if you're dealing with it in the flesh or you're dealing with it in the spirit, because Jesus was moved with compassion. And and so when there's humility on your part to humble yourself and say, okay, God, I need to deal with this, but I need to deal with it your way and not my way. I need to hear your voice on what scriptures I need to look at. I need to hear how I would approach this situation from your heart, not my heart, not my, my feelings, not my thoughts on this. And you truly come from it in a place and from a place of the compassion of God For that situation and all those that are involved in that situation and that it's not you dealing with it, but you yield yourself through humility to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with it. And then you deal with it from a place of knowing true love. And here's how you know if it's true love. Okay. You know, it's true love. If. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Let me, let me, let me go. Let's see. Where do I want to start with this? Um, Let me, let me just start here. Let me, I'm going to read this in the um, Amplified Classic. And this is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm going to start with verse four. And I'm going to read through verse eight, just these four verses. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevails. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Hello. Come on, ladies. We're strong. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end never comes to an end. It never comes to an end. And I just want to, in these last few minutes, encourage you ladies that love never comes to an end. So know that when you truly are walking in a place of wisdom and empowerment of the holy spirit you're going to come from the very rock of love itself and you will you, you'll have victory you'll be able to deal with it and and maybe it's something that you go well but you don't understand that other person don't let that other person affect you you stay on the rock of love. And as you stay on the rock of love and you continue to humble yourself and you see that other person, what they're doing, I mean, they may be hurting you till, till your emotions just, you think, God, I don't know that I can take another blow. Let me tell you that when you begin to see that individual through God's eyes, and what, what what they need for true freedom, you will position yourself to be able to deal with the, with things and to go into a place in the spirit that will set free because it's not dealing with something in the flesh. It's actually coming from agape love, What we have received from him, we give then to another. And as we give that, then God works on our behalf. And let me tell you, there is change that comes. And so I don't know who needs to hear this today. Maybe you're dealing with something with a child and you think, oh, my goodness, you have no idea. I'm in a fight. I am in a tug of war. Well, I would encourage you, Mama, to just take a step back and say, love heals. Love restores. Love redeems. Love sets free. Thank you, Father for helping me deal with this situation with the power of the Holy Ghost from a position of love, because you are love itself. You are the embodiment of love. And I thank you that I am able to yield to the very love of Jesus Christ. And as I yield to that love, you show me the eyes of Jesus himself for that individual, for that child, and put their name in it. And thank you that you give me all wisdom as I humble myself and say, have your way, Holy Spirit, in this situation. And believe me, when we come to those places, there is so much liberty. There is so much freedom. And I'll tell you, ladies, there's a place that weights that we carry. Even we feel like, oh my gosh, the weight of this. I mean, my shoulders are so, are so heavy. I, I don't know that I can keep my arms up. Well, let me tell you, With the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, those will be removed and freedom and lightness will come and you will know what it truly means to be free. So I pray over each and every one of you that are listening that have stayed on till the last part of this um, podcast, I pray that the Holy Spirit is, is so touching you right now. There is no distance in the spirit. And as I am praying, I am believing that Holy Spirit himself, he is with you. He is leading you. He is guiding you. He is empowering you for wisdom. He is touching you with a freshness of the love of God that's on the inside of you. He is touching you even now for the ability and with the ability to see through his eyes and his eyes alone. So, Father, I thank you that your word does not return void and that truth sets us completely free. So thank you for truth of your love and freedom coming in Jesus.